Well, time now to introduce you to another extraordinary British Columbian, someone who has been and is making a difference, and maybe you didn't even know all about it. So we all know the difference that Terry Fox made to cancer research. But our next guest, Dr. Alan Eaves, is one of the people responsible for putting those ideas and funding into action. In 1981, he co-founded the Terry Fox Laboratory for Hematology and Oncology Research. He has spent decades working on cancer researchers, helping to pioneer treatments and technologies. And even when he had to retire, he was required to retire, he then founded a company to do even more research and create even more hope for people all over the world. A company that has more than 2,000 employees everywhere. He has an order of BC. He's got an order of Canada. So now we would like to introduce you to an extraordinary British Columbian, Dr. Alan Eaves. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning. Tell me, when did you get started in cancer research? Like, when did you realize, okay, this is something I need to work on? Uh, when I was in high school, actually, one of my friends had a mother who, who had a very serious operation and survived it and then developed breast cancer and, and went on to die. And I, I thought this was so unfair, this young mother. And, uh, and I said, uh, I'm going to think about devoting my life to doing cancer research. And so was it difficult at that time? Like how much cancer research was being done? Well, this was when I was really quite young. I was initially I was going to be a marine biologist, and then I realized that that was a difficult area to to get into, and and that and that cancer was a more important problem. And how would I do that? So I took a master's degree at Dalhousie University in in what was sort of cell biology in those days, and then I realized that really to do this properly, I needed a medical degree. So I I was able to uh, uh, get into the medical school and. Uh, and did that, and then I became fascinated with with hematology, which is, uh, you know, where leukemia, the and and stem cells, which uh, go wrong and cause leukemia, and so I then moved to the University of Toronto and took my PhD there with uh, doctors Till and McCullough, who are the pioneers in stem cell biology and 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 led new ways of thinking about leukemia and how to approach its treatment. Right, and then, and then Terry Fox yeah. came along. <laughs> nope, not then. Then I fell in love with one of the uh, one of my colleagues at the University of Toronto, and she got a job out uh, out in uh, Vancouver at the uh, BC Cancer oh. uh, Foundation, and and that, that was when they were there was only a small group of them, like half a dozen scientists, and uh, they were trying to develop a new type of radiotherapy, and. Um, and so she was uh, part of that group, and I came out and finished my clinical training in medical oncology uh, and internal medicine, and um, and uh, and then uh, you know, then I thought that uh, I, I knew I was going to do research. So I got a, fortunately they just had, the provincial government had just come out with a, a scholarship program for people to. For, for, for clinical people to actually continue to do research. So I, I had a salary of $13,000 to devote myself totally to research and not have to worry about you know, the clinical side of things at that time. And, and that was a great boon. And, and, and of course, that program eventually became the Michael Smith Foundation and continues to support uh, trainees at all levels. You've really seen things change during that time, haven't you, in, ter- in terms of the amount of, of dedication and, and how much research is being done in these fields? Oh, yeah. There, when we first came here, there wasn't that much research. The medical school was still pretty young, and, 
and they were just dealing with with training people and 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 getting sort of standard therapies in place but um uh, you know the, the terry fox thing was good so my chief of medicine uh, said uh, they were everybody's raising money for terry right and yeah. and uh, he thought that the provincial government should put some money into it and 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 they and they said they would but only if the money stayed in british columbia so we were able to get a million dollars to support building what became the Terry Fox Laboratory. And, um, and of course, Terry was doing his run. And then, you know, he, of course, had a problem and, and things deteriorated in his condition. And so he came out and, and they were making a video of him. And, and the first showing of it was in the BC Cancer Research Center. And, uh, and Terry was there, but he didn't want to see this movie. He wanted us my wife and I actually to show them around the, what, what, what our lab was and, and, and to, uh, and to see how, how the research was going. And he was a very smart, intelligent young man, very interested in research, which really was driving him. You know, he could see that more, more money needed to go into research if we were going to deal with this disease or diseases. So, so that was a, a you know, highlight of my career. No kidding. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So 40 years later, though, Dr. Eason, how are we doing in the fight against cancer? Well, their major, major progress has been made, but it it is very slow. I mean, this is like 100 different diseases, all different, all, all, um, all, all complicated. And so it, it, it takes time, but there's no question that improvements have been made in, in the treatment of leukemia and, and, and breast cancer and all the other cancers. I mean, the chemotherapeutic agents and the, and the ability to use targeted radiotherapy and, and so on is, is really greatly improved things. But, it, but there's still a long, long way to go. This, this is a very complicated uh, problem about why cells start to grow uncontrollably. And, and how to manage it. It's, it's, it's difficult. Right, but it's continued to fascinate you, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, one of the things that is, is really critical in doing research is that you have reagents that, that allow you to uh, do experiments that, that then allow you to compare your results with other laboratories. And so that's one of the things that we started doing in the Terry Fox lab was to make tissue culture media for growing blood forming stem cells and, and under, trying to understand how they would change and become leukemic. And, and, and all those studies were needed the, a standard set of reagents. Uh, and so we started making those and selling those around the world to everybody, all our colleagues. And that allowed us to compare the results from one lab to another, no matter where the work was done. And so we've continued on with in stem cell technologies that actually provide more and more of standardized reagents and, and ways of doing things that are comparable. So, so and it brings together the, the global research community and helps them move things along faster. Right. But BC remains, it feels like, a, a pretty great place to do this kind of work. Uh, what, why do you think that is? Well, BC is, there, there's, a, there's a pioneer spirit in British Columbia. And also, when you, when you move here and take a job here, you don't want to leave. And of course, stem cell technologies and science in general, you want people who are, who are staying in the same place and keeping their knowledge and, and communicating that knowledge to the next generation and, and building on it. And so uh, 
you know, British Columbia is a great place to live a reasonable life and raise a family and, and, and do good things. So that's why we're here and we're going to stay here and we're going to build our businesses here. I love hearing that. So for you, the curiosity continues. Like you don't sound like you're going to retire anytime soon. You are still looking for answers. <laughs> right. No, I jokingly say I'm going to understand uh, uh, immortality through through stem cells. But, you know, that's probably unlikely to occur in my lifetime. <laughs> but I like to think that I'm going to just go on for a long, long time. I'm having a ball, you know, taking making opportunities for young people who love science and want to make the world a better place is really what I'm all about. And that's what, that's what my company stem cell is, is all about. So we're, we're having a great time. We've got all these wonderful, smart young people all making major contributions to, to the, to the tools and reagents and support needed for cancer and other researchers to do their jobs better. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity. And you're helping them do it. Dr. Eves, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. 911. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry. Hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause with Turn It In